the Connection Podcast, connecting you to the life of the church community within the parish of Yate and the Froomside Benefice. Hello and welcome and thank you for joining us. I hope you guys are well and first and foremost I'm sorry for not getting this out as early as I would normally like to. Uh, However, like many people right now are all suffering from colds and flus and so I'd slightly lost my voice and was feeling a little bit for sorry for myself. So I've taken a little bit of time to get this together. So for this month's episode, we are going to cover the very special Churches Together service that happened on the 1st of October, where it's an opportunity for churches within Yate and Chip and Sobri to come together to talk about what they're up to and also put out a request for prayer. Before we get into the content, it's probably just worth reminding you all, if you'd like to get in contact with me and the rest of the team here, then please do uh, pop over to our website, yateparish.org forward slash the connection, and then click on the link that says make contact. Drop us an email, and if you've got any suggestions or you've got anything that you would like me to cover uh, within this podcast, then please do, because it would be great uh, to see and to celebrate some of the great work that we do within Yate Parish and the Froome Side Benefice. First up, we're going to hear about the next Churches Together event and how you can get involved. So one of the great things about Yate and Chip and Sobri Churches Together is they run many events. Um, they've got a great event coming up very shortly called Inspired, um, and it's Riding Lights Theatre Company who's coming along. And I've got Naomi from the Methodist Church who is uh, obviously leading on this project. Um, Naomi, welcome to The Connection. Uh, let us know... What is this fantastic event that we want to reach out to people to come along to? So it's a night of theatre all about the Bible and how inspiring it is. It's um, a kind of make you laugh, make you cry night. So you'll have a really good time if you come along. And if you just want to know a bit more about the Bible or um, perhaps you've read the Bible for years and you want a fresh take on it, it will be a really good and, as the title says, inspiring Inspiring, night. yeah. So it's, it is for everybody. People who are comfortable with the Bible and people who are on the fringes that are still learning and trying to uh, have those questions answered, I think Absolutely. this sounds like it's going to be a yeah, good night. So you can come along even if you don't ever go to church and you'll oh. still have a good, a good evening and there'll be things to laugh at and things to think about and things to take away and ponder. Oh, I like the fact that we're going to laugh and cry at the same time. It's good. And I'm guessing it's open to all ages. It is open to yeah. all ages. Yeah. Uh, the show starts at half past seven. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's probably not going to be for the very little ones. Of last course. two hours. Yeah. Nice. Fantastic. And refreshments on the night? Refreshments in the interval. Yeah. Fantastic. So the show lasts two hours, 15 minute interval. Nice. What else would you like to know? Yeah. Well, I guess the important thing is how do I come along to this event? Um, how do I book my tickets? So tickets are £8 uh, for adults and £5 for under 18s. And you can get them from Ticket Source, which is an online uh, website just nice. search for ticket source yate and chipping sodbury churches together lovely i'll or, put a link in the show notes so you can follow oh, it straight fantastic. from there brilliant or if you prefer to speak to a human being <gasps> oh, then you can wow. use a telephone number which you'll put in the notes as well of course i will absolutely and what if i'm one of these people that just leaves it lastminute.com you can just show up. The, show up on the day and buy tickets yeah. that's good there are only 200 spaces though okay. so you're taking a little risk of course <laughs> <laughs> well fantastic thank you for talking to us and like i said i'll put all the information in the show notes and uh, it, it looks like to be guaranteed a fun evening for all. I agree. <laughs> 
So this event is happening on Saturday the 18th of November at 7.30 at St Nick's Church in Yate. Uh, please do buy your tickets by following the link in the show notes. Well, this does sound like a fantastic event and I look forward to seeing lots of you there. So like I said before, tonight's episode, we're going to be covering the very special Churches Together service that happened on the 1st of October. It was held at Yate Methodist Church. The full service is available online and please do delve into the show notes and it will take you to uh, the full service itself. However, we're going to be uh, covering snippets of the actual service itself and also catching up with some of the speakers that I managed to grab at the end of the service to delve a little bit more into what they're up to. Good evening, church. How is everyone this evening? Awesome. Um, <clears throat> if I start coughing and spluttering, I've got over COVID, but the throat isn't quite there yet. Uh, so apologies uh, if I don't last for uh, the, the few minutes I've got at the beginning to talk to you. Uh, just to say, uh, welcome to, uh, to Gate Methodist Church. For those of you uh, that haven't been here before, uh, welcome particularly. Uh, if you need the facilities, if you kind of head back towards the front door and kind of turn around on yourself, uh, the gents is the first door, the disabled is the second door, uh, and the ladies is kind of hidden around the corner next to the disabled toilet. At the end of our worship this, this evening, uh, we're going to share together in fellowship. So there's tea and coffee uh, and biscuits available in our hall, which is kind of, again, follow it round and you'll kind of, you'll smell the coffee as you go around. Um, this, afternoon, this afternoon, this evening, is an opportunity for us to come together uh, from our various churches uh, to worship God in unity and to hear about the work of the church, uh, and the, particularly the work that we do together uh, across Yates and Chipping Sobbery. So it's really good to have you uh, with us uh, this, uh, this evening. When I stand in that place, free at last, meeting face to face, I am yours, Jesus, you are mine. Endless joy and My name is Pastor Marty Davison. I think many of you know me anyway from Gateway Elam Church. Just want to read a few verses from Matthew 18 and verse 19. It says this, Again, I say to you, that if two of you agree on earth, let's get rid of that piece of paper, concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. That's good, isn't it? Have, have a little look around. We've got more than two or three. But what we're going to do is we're going to hear uh, some, some updates. Let me just read where they're coming from. We're going to hear from the Food Bank, Town Centre Chaplaincy, Ministers Group, Ladin Garden Village. And I've got my pen and a piece of paper. But maybe if you're younger than I am, you will have your mobile phone and you can write down. And so when people are speaking, write down some notes. Then what we're going to do is we're going to pray for what we've been listening about. Pray for those needs. And know that God is listening. But also know that as we come, two or three gather together 
and we ask for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. It will be done. Amen. Now, I don't want anybody agreeing for a Ferrari. Let, let, let's stick with God's will, okay? And uh, so let's just commit this time to God, and then I'm going to invite Bob from the food bank up, okay? Amen. Okay. Father God, God, we thank you that you're here. God, we thank you that you are listening, and we can come boldly into your throne room this evening because of your son. He has died for each and every one of us. We come boldly. And we can ask for your mercy and your grace into every given situation. That your kingdom would be expanded here in Yate and Chipping Sodbury as it is in heaven. So God, we just commit this time to you. And we say, God, hear our prayers. God, infill our mouths with your will that we would pray your prayers in the name of Jesus. Amen. It's going to invite Bob to come on ahead. And give us an update. Thank you. See, I can get lost just walking from there to you. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Um, I'm just going to give you a short update on our food bank. Um, we are facing some challenging times at this moment. Um, our, the amount of people that we're looking after has doubled since um, this time last year. We used to look after about 10 to 12 families each week. That's now increased, and we're looking after about 25 families every week. Um, one of the real problems is um, the amount of food that's actually being donated to us has, has decreased. Um, and unfortunately, the food we have to, to purchase has gone up in price. So obviously, there's lots of challenges at the moment for the North Bristol and South Gloucester Food Bank management team. Um, so if you can add that into your prayers, that would be, be lovely. Um, the, other, the other good thing at this moment in time is it's harvest time. And with harvest time, we are doing exceptionally well this year. Really good. We're collecting more in and we're doing more um, visits to schools to talk to the younger people, to actually tell them about food bank and to get them to interact with us about food banks so they understand about food banks. So that's working really well. We've got about half a dozen of those to do over the next couple of weeks. And we're also booked in for lots of schools in the area to actually go and, um, go and collect. So things are, are looking up, but again, in your prayers, that would be absolutely lovely. Um, because I'm sure we will get through this and I'm sure we will um, start to see more food being being donated. I do have to say that we do really well from um, from local companies. Morrison's look after us very well. Also, the donations that the public do to Morrison's are really good. Lidl and Waitrose look after us. So we do very well from, from the local um, community and the local community looks after us. And all of the churches, um, I have to thank you all very much. Um, because the donations are wonderful that come to the candle every few weeks. Um, and I'd also like to thank the people that bring it down because it's, it just turns up. They just arrive and, and deliver it and it's really, really good. So thank you all very much. Thanks to everybody who donates. Um, I'd also like to um, 
to thank all of our volunteers. We've got about 49, 50 volunteers at the moment, and I'm looking around and I can see some faces that I recognize. So if you're a volunteer at the food bank, would you stand up for me, please? Don't look at me as if you're not gonna stand up. <laughs> Thank you very much. I didn't want to embarrass you, but I don't very often get this chance to actually thank them, and they do do a wonderful job. Um, and, excuse me a second. So in your prayers, could you please remember the people that we actually serve, the people in need in, in Yate and Chipping Sobbury and in our area, although if you go into Bristol, it's easier to see the homeless people you can actually see them on the streets and sleeping on the streets. But believe me, in Yates and Chipping Sobbury in this area, we have people living rough, we have people living in tents, we have people living in cars. So also please remember those people in your, in your prayers and all the people that need food banks. Some of them don't need us all the time, but some just come once, we look after them, they get their parcel, they go away and things get resolved for them. So, in your prayers, if you could remember those people. Our volunteers, obviously, because they do a wonderful job. They don't do every week, but they do once or twice a month, um, and they do do a really good job. And all, I'd also like you to pray for North Bristol and South Gloucester management team. They're based in, um, in Muller Road in Bristol, but they've got an awesome job at the moment, trying to make sure that all the food that we need to run our sessions every week actually, um, actually arrives with us. So if you could pray for them, that would be wonderful. And thank you all very much. Apologies, you get me again. Um, I'm just going to spend a couple of minutes talking uh, about the work that the ministers do together. Uh, as as a, a ministry team from all the churches across Yate and Chipping Sobbury, we meet every couple of months just to, to gather together, to hear what's going on in our churches, to pray for each other and to pray for uh, the work that we're all doing as the churches of God in this place. Um, we're particularly blessed at the minute because we've got three new ministers coming into the area. Uh, yesterday, Grace Church welcomed uh, their, new, their new pastor. And in October, Sobbury Vale Benefice and Chipping Sobbury Baptist Church will be welcoming their new ministers. So we're really blessed over the next few months that we're going to have some, uh, some fresh blood into the team. Uh, and just to uh, kind of have, um, yeah, have some ministry, uh, some new ministry in this place. Uh, but you're probably aware that there's three things in particular that as uh, the ministry team we, uh, we organise and we put on uh, during the course of the year. And it's normally the times that you all get together as well, which is fantastic. Uh, so the first is around praise in the park. Uh, and those of you that come to Kingsgate Park in July each month, each month, each year even, uh, and uh, wor worship in the open air at, uh, at Kingsgate, uh, that's one of our kind of big opportunities to witness to the people of Yate in particular uh, and just be out in the open air. 
Uh, the second uh, big event that we put on each year is the Walk of Witness on Good Friday, uh, where we get our uh, steps in and we do our exercise walking from uh, Chipping Sobbury Baptist Church uh, through to the shopping centre. And then again, we have that opportunity to, to praise God in the public, in the open air, and to, um, to offer a witness to those people that are going about their shopping. And thanks to... Uh, a number of different churches we often have uh, hot cross buns to uh, to give away and even some napkins with some messages on that marty loves and then the final uh, kind of event that we put on each year happens in January. Uh, in January, across the country, uh, is the week of prayer for Christian unity. Uh, and, and that's when we often get together as the churches of Yate and Chipping Sobbury uh, to come and hear about the work of the churches and to pray for each other in fellowship and in community. So the three things, praise in the park, the walk of witness and the Christian unity service in January. Those are our kind of three big events that we put on as a ministry team each year. Um, but what can you pray for? Pray particularly for those new ministers at Grace, uh, Grace Church at Sobbury Vale and at Chipping Sobbury Baptist. Uh, it's been a long answer for prayer in, in many uh, of those places that a new ministry is beginning to flourish. And pray for us as a team of ministers across Yate and Chipping Sobbury as we seek God's will in this place, as we strive to work together to advance God's kingdom and to do his will as we serve you and the people around us. Thank you. Good evening, everyone. I'm representing the Yates Shopping Centre um, chaplaincy and I have belonged to that chaplaincy group for around about 12 years but it used to be very very ecumenical from all of the churches there were people who'd been trained as chaplains by ISR which no longer exists but it was a way of us learning what chaplaincy meant for ourselves but then able to share it with those people and we aim to be quite anonymous to the majority of people because we go around to the retail um, outlets, well, and banks. Oh, sorry, there aren't many banks left now. <laughs> you get the drift. Um, but we do, we go and visit the units and let people know that we are there to stand alongside them. And the chaplains, and there's only three of us who are Act four of us who are active in that area at the moment because through age and just people moving away we are very depleted in our numbers uh, but what we tend to do is we go and visit the units and we are not evangelists as the role of chaplaincy teaches us we are there for people with all faiths and none and we stand alongside them in that we get to know them as people and when we feel that there is a need we hope that they will just share that need with us and if they ask us which church we go to we can tell them but we make it very very clear that we are there because we care about them as people and not because we're trying to convert them at all and the idea is that in the the retail the shopping center there are many shops there which have only got one member of staff. They get hassle from the customers and they get hassle from management. Many of them are only on the minimum wage and it's quite a hard and difficult job. 
We know there's lots of charity shops also in the shopping centre. And of course, many of you volunteer in those shopping centres. And so you will know that every now and again, one of us will pop in because we've all got our, our walk, our area that we tend to be responsible for. And just try and show a friendly face and the fact that, yes, we do care about them as the people we are caring about them as well. We also serve the Avon Fire and Rescue Station, and so they're always very glad to see us. And also the Minor Injuries Unit, and um, all that goes on in the medical line um, just there as well. Even though three of us happen to be Methodists, we've got um, somebody from the Baptist Church, Chipping Sobbury Baptist as well, and of course we're um, aiming to include as many people as possible and when we think about our prayers perhaps we can pray for those people who we serve some of whom go through very bad times they might share with us a bereavement or um, one in particular I, I remember who was facing a terminal diagnosis of cancer and was determined to work until the last possible moment and just having somebody who knew that was their background was enough for them, that's all. And so that's what the call to be a chaplain is. There is training, of course, but it's something that anybody with a faith, the faith that we share perhaps here this evening, could just make known to others, making sure that it's perhaps not too evangelical as we approach people. That's one of the, the main difficulties I think some people feel they have, that they're desperate to tell people about Jesus, and yet we can show it without saying a word. So our prayers this evening for those people we serve. Also, perhaps, some prayers for chaplains and potential chaplains, because it would be wonderful if we could swell our numbers and for people to come forward to, to just find out a little bit more about what it is. Perhaps once a week, for half an hour, an hour, or fortnightly, or whatever you can offer, and it does certainly help us to have a presence on the shopping centre. Thank you. Right, hiya. Uh, I'm Howell. I'm uh here as part of the Pilgrim Group, which is a missional community which works up on uh, Laden Garden Village, which is the big, massive new estate bolted onto uh, Brimsham Park. It's always been uh, an ecumenical uh, group from the beginning. We've, we let in the Baptists, don't we, Jude? Yeah, <laughs> just about. Yeah. Uh, and we, we've got a couple of some dodgy woman from Elim and all us started coming, so it's a bit funny. Uh, but, you know, that's all right. Uh, so what we do is um, we're what I call a missional community. So we're a group of, of Christians who study together, uh, but the study that we do always has a missional edge. So through that study and prayer together, we reach out to the people of uh, Laden Garden Village. So one of the ways we do it through prayer is we do prayer walks around the village. We've been doing them for five years now before it even before it even started 
and they've developed and carried on. And one thing we do every uh, Remembrance Day now is we have a remembrance trail around uh, Ladengarn village, which commemorates each of the soldiers that the street names are named after. So what we try and do is make um, collabor collaborations, really, between the church and other agencies. So the remembrance collaboration is between us and um, Barrett and David Wilson Holmes. So we butter up the builders to uh, give us some money to go and do these various events, which they then sponsor. And I have to stand there and smile and look happy as I do all that sort of thing, like, you know, so not really sort of photogenic, so we get other people involved for that. So we do those sorts of things. Um, and the other big uh, partnership we've got is with Live West, who are the social housing um, provider up there as well. So we work with them in a number of different ways, pastorally, but mostly we work with, working with Live West, we founded the Ladin Garden Village Community Group, which is Pilgrim plus residents of the uh, of the the village and uh, we come together we put on about five or six different uh, events each year as uh, as it rolls on so we do one for easter in the summer we do remembrance we do christmas we do a christmas fair so we follow the the seasons we just did a coffee morning the other day so we do the we do the secular uh calendar as it were the tesco's liturgical calendar you know that one yeah we follow the tesco liturgical calendar so we do that um so it's, it's been it's a really really good experience for us and for the residents up there they always seem to be happy for to receive what we're doing um really though for prayer is the big problem we've got is that the south gloss council promised to build a community center by 2022. We heard the other day that they're going to build it in 2028. So they've been given the money, but they haven't built it. So the plan is to set up the residence group, the pilgrim group, get all the infrastructure ready so when the community centre opened in the local centre, we could just move in and uh, provide a lot more than we can provide at the moment. Uh, because we'd actually have a premises to work out of. Um, so prayers, please, for uh, the building of the community centre or for the school, which the date for that has been put back a couple of years as well. So somewhere for us to meet, because it's all right in the summer, it's all right at Easter, it's all right in July, but Christmas fair gets a bit cold and wet. And you can't run a toddler group on a patch of grass. Just like to thank Bob and, and Lee, Jenny and Hal just for, for sharing with us. Uh, great to hear a little bit about what's going on. Wouldn't you agree? And so what we're going to do now is if you can just break into groups, don't be afraid. You know, you can turn around, move the chairs. Lee, are they allowed to move the chairs? No. Yeah, <laughs> move, move the chairs. Lee wants you to actually take some home. <laughs> no. And, and uh, you know, pray... Pray for Hyle as he butters up the builders. Pray for Lee as he navigates and finds some new napkins for me on the hot cross buns. 
No, we've, we've got lots of information to pray into. And I would encourage you, in church I encourage people, popcorn prayer. What is that? If you get one person who prays 15 minutes, everybody will sleep. Isn't that right? But pray a little bit, pass it on. Pray a little bit, on to the next person. And enjoy praying, knowing that God is listening. Right? Let's pray, guys. everyone. Good evening. It's so great to be here this evening and hearing everything that God is doing in and around Yate and Solbury. Isn't it great to be together as one in unity and to be just listening to all that God is doing? It's, I just love listening to everything. So us lot, why we're all standing up here together. Well, we are some of your children, youth and families workers in the area. So each of us up here, we all represent different churches in the area. And this evening, we decided to come up here together and stand together in unity because we really feel strongly that God wants us to work together to reach the children and young families in Yates and Sodbury. So we are going to share a little bit more about what it is that we have been doing together and all those things that we would love to do together. Now, this isn't an exclusive club. <laughs> we would really love for as many churches as possible to have a representative with us. We meet monthly with coffee and lots and lots of cake, and we share loads and loads of ideas. Has anyone ever been in a room with lots of children and youth workers? Because there is a lot of enthusiasm in that room. We go with one agenda, and we come back with a triple-paged agenda ready for the next meeting, because we always come very enthusiastic and share lots of ideas, and it is always really lovely when we meet together. So I'm going to hand over to Marta, who is going to um, share a little bit more about why we do what we do. Hello. Um, yeah, before we kind of went into a bit of detail of some of the things we've got coming up, I just thought it might be good to have a little think with you guys about why we feel that this ministry area is so, so important. Um, I'm a mum. I've got three children. I've got a seven-year-old, a six-year-old, and a three-month-old. Oh, I know. I miss him. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, and I, I was just really taken aback having a conversation with them. Um, my children are blessed to be part of a family um, where everybody, gra both grandparents, both sides, go to church. They go to a Church of England school. Um, 
And it was absolutely bizarre to them at the age of seven and six when they realized that not everybody believed in God. It was like, wait, what? Like, what do you mean? And, and they didn't understand that concept at all. And um, it brought up a lot of questions like, well, does that mean other people don't believe in the tooth fairy? Um, <laughs> and do, uh, you know, what do people do? What do they do when they feel sad? Or what do they do? You know, there were so many questions. What, what, what on earth? How do they live without Jesus? Um, and my daughter was like, does that mean they don't believe in roast dinners? You know, there's so many questions. Um, and, <laughs> and then my son just said something and I thought, yeah, you've got it. He just said, yeah, but why doesn't someone just show them Jesus? Like, and I thought, yeah, and if not us, then who? Um, and that is part of why we're so super passionate. And we know that we have got the answer in Jesus Christ. And we look up, uh, around us at a community with lots of children and young people with various challenges um, and families that are really, really struggling. And it's like, we've got the answer. So why, you know, why don't you just show them Jesus? Like, why don't we show them Jesus? Um, and here's a few statistics, um, not to kind of bring us all down with a bump, but they're not great. Um, and that's why we wanted to share them, because we want to get everybody as excited about this stuff as we are. Um, so um, according to Youthscape, 38% of churches have got no under 18s. 68% have fewer than five young people. However, 80% of Christian adults interviewed discovered their faith before they reached 18. And another statistic is that youth worker training um, in the UK has declined by 52%, I think in the last five years, was it? Um, so, you know, we're looking at that and we're really super passionate. We're like, let's go show everyone Jesus. Um, and we found each other and, and we were all super passionate about the same thing. So coming together and working together is so exciting. And like Rachel said in the meetings, we've got so many ideas. We're so super, super passionate. Um, and we've come up with some really exciting stuff, which you're going to hear about in a minute. Um, but if I, yeah, just leave you with one thing. It's just we want to show the children and youth and families Jesus. Um, and yeah, I'm going to pass over to Bex to hear a little bit more about how we want to do that. Thank you. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about what we're already doing and a lot of this stuff we are doing in our churches already. So um, lots of churches in the area have weekly gatherings where children are included in the services um, and they have their own ministry, whether it's youth or kids as well. A messy church, quite a few of the churches also join together to do messy church. And messy church is a way of being church for families and others. It is Christ-centered for all ages, based on creativity, hospitality, and celebration. And they're really fun and often messy services. Um, across the churches, we also do a lot of parent and toddler groups, um, which I think we cover most of the week, um, which is excellent. And we get good numbers of people not in church coming in and wanting that community where they can have safe relationships and feel safe. And then also something that the youth are getting involved with is something called the mix. So this 
um, event is to see young people have a life-changing encounter with Jesus. And it's for all young people, whether they've known Jesus or are about to get to know him by going, um, in the Bristol area. So it's for 11 to 18-year-olds. So it is a night of chaos with loads of youth all going to one place, but it's holy chaos. And there is an opportunity to experience Jesus for themselves. So we're going to break out into small groups now and pray for those four areas that I've spoken about. So for our weekly services, um, let's pray that families keep coming through the, the doors of our churches. I'm not um, a person who cares what church they go to. As long as they know Jesus and they're in church, it's not a competition. So let's pray that more come through our doors for the messy churches and for our family services, for the parent and toddler groups and for the mix. So if you'd like to break together, we have a few minutes of prayer. Keep remembering to pray for these points as you go away. Um, we're going to talk about some of the outreach as well that we do as your children, youth and family workers. So Easter, um, before the walk of witness, um, the children are, and their families were invited to a service at the Baptist Church um, where we often do communion in a really creative way and remind them of the importance of Jesus' life for them because they do get it, they do understand. Um, and also, as you probably are aware, part of the service, um, we directly talk to the kids as well. And that goes for the same in Praise in the Park. Um, we love getting the opportunity to speak on the kids' level and share um, Jesus with all of them. I want to encourage you to also pray for the light parties that are going on in the area. Um, across South Gloss and Yate and Sudbury, and for the Christmas outreach. Christmas and Easter are real times when the community often come into churches, not because they're religious, um, but it's often an exciting time. So let's pray that over the more seasonal things, that people will come in and hear the good news of Jesus, and then not just turn up at events, but instead be rooted in church community. And I'd like to welcome Rachel. Rachel oversees Regenerate. Uh, thank you, Bex. Is this, is this okay? Can you hear me okay? Cool. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm Rachel. Um, I'm very privileged to be standing here with these amazing people. Um, can I have my slides, Steve, please? Just say super, thank you so much. So um, this week um, I saw Pete Gregg, who you might have heard of from 24-7 Prayer, um, speaking and um, encouraging people to pray. And he said, 
There's no context in any of our cities, towns, or villages more challenging, more full of potential, and closer to the heart of God than our schools. I wonder if you agree with that. Um, I know I do. <laughs> um, and so, um, so I really see the potential um, in every child um, who is made by God uniquely in his image um, for a life of purpose. And so Regenerate has the amazing privilege to be going into um, 11 of our local primaries, um, meeting with those, those children. Um, we go in six times a year to, um, to run collective worship in an assembly into each of those 11 schools. And then we put on three big events. So we've got a Christmas event coming up. Um, and then we're seeking to, um, to work more deeply with those schools um, and bless them even more um, with pastoral student mentoring, which, um, which is our way of being chaplains. So Jenny talked um, brilliantly about chaplains and what that means, how it means journeying and just being there. Uh, which we recognize is what a lot of our um, school communities need, just um, a presence, somebody who's there for them, just to bless them without an agenda. Um, and the way that schools are letting Regenerate do that is by being a student mentor. So we work one-to-one -one with, um, with individual students, um, but we're there for the whole school community. And our vision is that each of our primary schools would have one of those people. Um, whether it's through Regenerate or through an individual church like St. Mary's are doing so brilliantly with their primary school. Um, so that there's somebody who's coming in regularly, at least once a week, um, to listen to staff um, and to be there for students. So that's our vision. Um, and the challenges that Pete Gregg talked about, um, burnout is just huge in our school communities um, and staff are leaving um, in big numbers, um, yeah, and so the challenges are huge for our school communities, um, and some of you know that, some of you, that's, that's, your, that's your day to day, but don't take my word for it, talk to your school staff um, in, your, in your church communities and really be praying for them because they are so on the front line and so under fire, um, yeah. So um, close to the heart of God, is what Pete Gregg said. And so um, I would like us to pray now um, and give these things to God, knowing that they are close to his heart. So um, our school staff, who are being pushed and pushed and pushed more and more, and what else did I say? <laughs> For our children, that they will be living life in all its fullness. Those promises, that what Jesus came for, for them to be thriving. Um, I think that's an easy thing, but a powerful thing for us to pray. Um, and for our school staff, and for Regenerate's work and those different things I've mentioned that we're doing, and specifically for Abbotswood and Tyndale that I'm in um, an afternoon a week. Um, and then for our vision that this would grow and that Regenerate would be able to have more funds, more people, um, to be able to, um, to bless more schools more deeply. Um, so we're going to have a few minutes um, in your small groups praying for the outreach that, that we're all doing, uh, Praise in the Park, Easter, light parties coming up, and then the Christmas outreach, and they're from, for Regenerate as well, and all those things. Let's pray. Thank you.
Alex, Martha, Rachel, Rachel and Daniel. Is that everybody? Yeah. Uh, uh, guys, thank you very much for praying. One of, one of the, the prayers that I find myself praying was, God, let every child in Yate and Chipping Sodbury hear the gospel. And, and I would encourage you, you know, pray that and, and let the Holy Spirit lead you. You know, send in workers and maybe God might say, where you go yourself, you know, and give you an idea to do. There's lots of things we can do to help. I'm just going to invite Daniel, and Daniel's going to bring the reading. Thank you, Daniel. The readings from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting at verse 12. It says this, Just as one body, just as the body though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not be for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not be for that reason to stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I do not need you. On the contrary, those parts that seem weaker are indispensable, and the parts that we think are less honourable we treat with special honour, and the parts that are unrepresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honour to the parts that lacked it, so that the there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should be equal, of equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with, with it. If one part is honoured, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. It's the word of the Lord. And so Wanda is now going to go and come and share the message with us. Thank you, Wanda. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we want to grow in you more each day and to understand your promises for us. So we commit our time together to you now. And may I speak in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <clears throat> so good evening, it's lovely to be here uh, and preach here with you this evening. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with me, I work partly as a vicar in Yate Parish and I feel like I'm doing this, I'm going to do that, oh, and I've just broken it, there we go. <laughs> I work partly as a vicar in Yate Parish and a chaplain to the armed forces. So we all come from different churches. I began my journey of faith as a child and went to a Methodist church. My grandparents were Methodists. 
then went to an Anglican church in Surrey for a few years before being part of Christ the Rock Christian Fellowship for about 20 years and now back in the Anglican church. As a community of churches that have come together tonight, we need to say thank you and express our gratitude because I don't think we do it often enough to all those that use their God-given gifts every week in whatever ways without your generosity of time and talent the kind of ministry that happens in a given week simply would not happen, would it? Because of the time that you give and I'm talking to you all, we have witnessed lives being changed, people coming to faith in Christ, believers taking steps in discipleship, and spiritual growth happening. So thank you. And with this focus, we shall return to the very familiar passage that Daniel read for us. I thought it would be a good time to remind us about the Bible's view on our gifts. The Bible calls us to be a body of Christ through the many use of gifts. We are one body with many gifts, whichever sort of church we attend. So a bit of the background of 1 Corinthians 12. The Apostle Paul has an interesting relationship with the church in Corinth, which is in modern-day Greece. It was a talented church with many gifts, but the church also had many problems, especially as it related to church unity. The church members were prone to quarreling and divisiveness. In chapter 1, they were dividing themselves into spiritual camps, with one group identifying with Paul, others with Peter, and some with Apollos, and still others with Christ. Paul viewed this mindset not as an expression of their maturity, but rather their immaturity. But the divisive attitude of some of the members of the church in Corinth affected how they viewed the expression of spiritual gifts. In case you're not familiar with the term spiritual gifts, it simply means an ability that is empowered by the Holy Spirit and used in ministry of the church. In Corinth, the problem seems to be that some were placing an inappropriate emphasis on the upfront, more dramatic and supernatural gifts that characterized the early church. This church needed a reminder about the theological principles underneath their spiritual gifts. Paul desires for them and for us in our churches today to see how spiritual gifts are designed to create unity and to make that point very clear the passage read to us tonight might help us 
see how we think about the gifts and talents and abilities that each one of us has. Our Bible reading identifies the principle, pitfalls and goals of our spiritual gifts. In whatever way the Spirit has gifted people individually, it is part of a bigger picture reality. Spiritual gifts are given individually, but they are designed to benefit the entire body of Christ. So the principle positively stated is that we contribute to something bigger than ourselves. We contribute to the makeup of the body of Christ. In other words, there is one body with many members. Our gifts and our ministry are not just about us. To make this clear, Paul uses the metaphor of the physical body in the same way that there are various parts of the body which work together. The church needs the individual members, like you and me, to understand their connection to the whole. This is vitally important. If you've ever served on a team, you know how, Im how important this is. If you are a footballer, this is not up to your individual to play on their own. If you are a cricketer, it is knowing you, are part, you have a part to play, not just working on your individual stats. And if you're a part of a business team, it is wanting to manage the project well together, not just to be noticed by your superiors. The challenge is that human beings, especially in Western cultures, tend towards to focus on the individual. Our bias is to think about ourselves first and neglect the implications for other people. And it was the issue in Corinth. But it's not just the connection to the whole. There's something more here. When Paul talks this way about the body, he connects it directly to Christ himself and to the church. Jesus takes the treatment and the health of the church personally. A unified, multifaceted church says something really powerful to the world. There's something otherworldly about the body of Christ, the church. The Holy Spirit is involved as well. In verse 13, Paul makes the point clearly when he talks about how all Christians are placed into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit. That's what it means when he says, all baptized into one body. When you acknowledge and accept God's calling on your life, you are indwelt by the same Holy Spirit as everyone else. To drive that point home, Paul emphasizes the equality between two cultural categories, Jews and Gentiles, slaves and free. The church is comprised from different ethnic backgrounds and giftings to say something powerful to the world. The church should be a place 
of equality and oneness because of our relationship with Christ and our mutual empowerment by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, as we come to church, whichever church we attend, and as we use the gifts God has given us, here are three things to remind ourselves. Number one, we are part of something bigger and more important than ourselves, the church. Number two, we are helping reflect something more beautiful than we could ever imagine, Jesus. And everything we do is empowered by something outside of us, the Holy Spirit. And understanding this helps us so that we don't fall into common pitfalls. I would imagine that there might be some in our churches who feel undervalued. They might feel inferior because they don't come from the right group, the right school, or the right background. And sometimes this inferiority can lead to a conclusion that I don't belong in the church at all. Instead of undervaluing our giftedness and falling into the trap of comparison, we should realize not only the wisdom of the diversity of gifts, but also the sovereignty of God at work. This perspective infuses divine intentionality into the gifting of each and every one of us. God has orchestrated your personality, your talents and abilities. He didn't make a mistake in how he made you, the way you think and what you are good at. Be careful that you don't sideline your giftedness out of comparison. Well, I could never do it as well as they do. Or insecurity, well, I'm not like so-and-so, so I shouldn't get involved. Be careful not to fall into the undervaluing ditch. So finally, what is the target that Paul is aiming for? He wants the church in Corinth and he wants each of our churches today to remember the divinely designed interdependence of the body while we are different members with different gifts we are all part of the same body and we need one another so Paul he envisions a church bought by Jesus empowered by the Holy Spirit filled with unity and using its gifts such that the members know something bigger than themselves is at work. So let me encourage each one of you. Every single believer has been uniquely gifted by God through the Spirit. We share in Jesus' victory. And one way that we express our affection for Jesus and our fidelity to the gospel is by using our gifts 
not for our glory, but for the benefit of others as we live out what it means to be the body of Christ. As we serve each other, with each other, whatever church we attend, we make Jesus visible by demonstrating to the world the power and glorious nature of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Wanda, for sharing that. Um, just on behalf of the local church leaders here, I just want to say how thankful we are for your support in the different churches together activities we do. I know that between us, we experience a real warmth uh, and it's lovely to have that echoed across our communities as well. In a moment, we're going to close with uh, a final time of sung worship. But before we do that, why don't we pray together one last time? So as we pray, it's uh, easy to miss that we are uh, dependent on God. And so as we pray now, you might want to open your hands just as a way of saying to the Lord, Lord, we know that it's you we need. Lord, we thank you for the warmth between us here this evening and between our local church communities as Christian brothers and sisters in your family. Lord, we ask that you would protect the unity and the love that we have between each other. Lord, as Wanda has shared on that glorious picture of your whole church as one working together body in harmony with itself, we ask in some way you would help us to see how to put that into action for this time. Lord, as we've prayed for our children and young people, we ask that this would be a season where your love and your hope is clearly displayed to those who need it the most. Lord, as we think of this season ahead, leading towards Christmas, we ask that that would be a time when your joy shines forth from your communities of faith. Lord, we ask that even people like us, people who are weak, frail, people who carry all kinds of brokenness, and yet are marked by the image of the living God, we ask that through people like us, your peace would come where there is chaos, your light would come where there is darkness, and your love would come where it is lacked. And Lord, as we think of each of our communities now, we might want to picture just one in our mind's eye. I'm just going to read the words of the Lord's blessing over us. And as I read it, you might want to just echo those words in your own mind for whatever church you have in your thoughts. So the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace.
And all God's people said, Amen. Just want to take this opportunity to say a massive thank you for coming to share in worship, for sharing in fellowship, and for uh, the prayers that you've offered for the work of God in this place. Thank you to Ian and the band for leading us in sung worship. Uh, don't forget there's tea and coffee in the hall if you've got a chance to, to stay and uh, to enjoy uh, some time together. Uh, and if anybody can help, we've inspired on the 18th of November, uh, Naomi's at the back. Uh, go and have a chat to Naomi, sign yourself up, uh, and uh, let's have a fantastic night. Uh, so go in peace to love and serve the Lord in the name of Christ. Amen. <laughs> Okay, so I've just managed to grab Lee, who has literally just come off the stage and has been comparing this evening, beginning, middle and end, of course, supported by all the other uh, ministers within the local area. Lee, how has tonight gone? Yeah, it's been really good, really good just to uh, have that opportunity to, uh, to gather together from our different churches uh, across the Aiton Chip in Sobbury, uh, just to hear what's going on yeah. in the name of the church, and just to have that opportunity to, to pray for, for that work. Uh, and to pray that God can continue to bless it. So, yeah, really, really good night. Really good, wasn't it? A lot of people here, a lot of people listening, yeah. a lot of great opportunity to, to pray for some of the great work that's happening within the local area. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, really well good. Well worth it. Yeah, well, well done for you as well, because you're fresh out of a COVID spell. <laughs> Your voice managed to stay there. Just about, just, just about. about. Which is good. <laughs> I've got tea, so it's all good now. Yeah, really good. And, of course, it was great to celebrate some of the stuff that we actually do together as churches, you know, not yeah. only just the praise in the park and tonight, but other stuff that's coming up as well. Yeah, exactly. And we're really conscious that when we gather together in January uh, we just hear from the different churches and, and hear what the church is doing individually so mm. we wanted this opportunity just to say actually we do things together as well yeah. uh, and uh, to share that and to, to pray for that. Managed to catch up with Bob who is obviously here as part of, of Food Bank. Uh, Bob well done this evening we heard some great words from you. Thank um, you. Obviously it's challenging times at the moment with the way that the economy is, the way that society is that you're telling us that Food Bank is now needed more now than ever before. Yes it is there are still people in crisis in our community and the challenges that we really have at the moment are supplying enough food for people yeah. um, and also it's it's having to buy more food yeah so donations are down yeah. client figures are up mm. and so of course we're then having to buy more food on yep. North Bristol and South Gloucester food bank are yeah. we're part of nine food banks yeah okay because so things have changed haven't over the years it used to be very locally now it's kind of much bigger than that but which I guess it has to because the problem is big isn't it yes. um, and you've got to have some collaboration um, so yeah no tonight you've asked us to pray for the leadership team and the management team of that respective area yes. to, to help you do your job yes yes yeah. to help supply the food and to be able to continue to help the people that are in crisis in our community there are still people out there that don't have anywhere to live there are people in tents there are people in cars in our community living yeah. their daily lives we don't see them here as much as you do in in the inner city because in the city you see them sleeping rough and in the doorways but here you don't see them Bob if I'm listening to this and I'm thinking this sounds horrific I need to do something about this what kind of things could I do to help you Bob enable food banks to function within our local area um, food donations yep. or monetary donations our lovely monetary donations to Christ the Rock Church on yep. Station Road or food or food donations we've got three donation points one in um, Morrison's in Yate one in Lidl and one in um, Waitrose 
Okay, so lots of points, and you, you, I think you have a list of things that you're looking for, aren't you? Because you don't want just 10,000 toilet rolls. No, you, you <laughs> no, if you go on North Bristol um, Food Bank website, yeah. there's always a list comes up of what's required. Lovely, I'll put that link in our show notes. Bob, thank you for your time. I'll let you go and have a cup of tea. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So in the sea of people that are currently enjoying teas and coffees and biscuits, I've found Reverend Ian. As we know, he's the rector of Yate Parish, but of course, crucially, part of a collection of people that meet regularly together as part of the churches together within Yate and Chip and Sobri. Uh, Ian, tonight I think it's gone really well. Uh, yes, I would agree. I, would, uh, I love these services. I think they're so important. Yeah. Really good. Just tell us, why is it so important to work together? Because it's so easy to live in our silos and our Sunday morning churches, either in Yate Methodist or in the, you know, the fringes of kind of chip and sobbery. But what, what, tell us, what is your kind of vision and the importance of working together and what is the fruitfulness of that? Uh, well, uh, I think the first thing I'd say is that we have to remember that denominations are purely human creation. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think God recognises it. It's all about different ways of expressing ourselves, and people are different, and that's okay. But actually, uh, that can hide the fact that actually we are all brothers and sisters in the same spiritual family, and we all, you know, Christ is our, our head and our focus, and um, uh, we should be working together. We should be united, um, even though we we sort of respect each other's, you know, what to express ourselves in different ways. We must always remember at the heart of it there is that essential unity. We are all of one faith, one one Lord, one baptism, one faith, as it you know, says in the baptism service, I think so, yes. Yeah, no, definitely. And we've seen that this evening. We've seen, you know, the, the strength of the chaplaincy within the Yates Shopping Centre, which I have to admit I didn't even know existed, right. so they're doing a good job at <laughs> keeping low-key. But I can see the importance of that right up to the collective work of the youth missioners and youth leaders within our local area. You can see there's such benefit in working together well there's what you've heard tonight is lots of stuff that would never happen if we didn't work together yeah and it's so important it's often the the practical outworking i mean um, i used to work with a guy who who said you know try and get christians to to, to worship together and agree on the the, the way of sort of praising god and and it's a, a complete failure but actually if you try to get them working together in terms of the practical outworking in terms of you know feeding people um, and, and caring for people, then that's that's where you'll you'll often see people uh, being united. And yeah. certainly, we have a, a, a strong history of that in in, in this country. So, um, in the early Victorian era, the church was very divided. But actually, the things that really brought people together was uh, the, the, the campaigning for changes in the in the factory law and and, and the Children Act and, and and getting children into school and and all those sorts of things and and that was the birth of where the evangelical alliance came from it was all about not the the way we worship but actually the sort of the the, the outworking of that in the community no really good observation and it's great to see that mirrored within our local area and you know i think where we might sometimes worry about church congregations not being as full as we'd like them to be i think if you look at it through a different lens where god is very active in our community right now young people older people people that there is so much resource they can access now that is church centric it's really good to see and exciting to see that church is growing maybe in a new direction yes yeah yes yes i, I had something interesting the other day which um, challenged me and i think you know may well be the sort of the focus of vision sunday for the <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> next year 
but, but so often when we talk about God's vision for our church, we think in terms of um, full pews, you know, healthy finances, um, the ch- church roots fixed, immaculate and well-behaved kids, and the church roots is all being full. <laughs> what God thinks about when he thinks about his vision for our church is how the church is going to impact the community around us, because actually he wants us to be out there, and that's that's really what it's all about. So Really good. We've good. heard some of that this evening. Yes, we? definitely, and, and now more than ever, you know, I mean, there's countless stories within the Bible we can relate to to our season because they've happened before it's called life it's seasonal life but now more than ever people need church yes, and what yes, they yeah, can yeah, offer yes. um, no it's exciting well thank you Ian I'll leave you to your nice cup of tea and coffee <laughs> and I will uh, and talk to you as of well, course yeah. absolutely <laughs> take care thank you very much so I'm with Rachel now who is uh, well tonight spoke on behalf of quite a collective team of youth workers youth leaders youth missioners that look after young families Rachel well done it was good to see so many people up on stage this evening Um, God is at work in this town isn't he and and it has a real big focus I certainly see and I think we've all seen tonight with young people and young at heart as well yes definitely so um, myself and a group of children and families workers from all the churches in Yate and Sodbury um, we have been meeting together monthly and getting very passionate about children and families work in the area and we can really feel a sense that God wants to move and do something in our area so we've just been drinking lots of coffee (laughs) eating lots of cake and really just exploring ideas and our passion for what God wants to do in Yate and Sobri together. so vital though, isn't it? I mean, you look at the news and you just see the darkness of life, but actually there is such great stuff going on in young people's mm. lives and church is part of that process. And, um, you know, you've alluded to the fact you take young people to um, Spree uh, yes. and, and that is a, a way of people who are in church or close to church yes. to really just immerse themselves in God and what all that means. Because, yeah. I mean, as I think all of us as churches have children and young people, but uh, when they're separate, they can't see wider than just that church. So it's so important that we can bring all of our children and young people together yeah, yeah, yeah. to see that they are just wider than Chippenstonbury Baptist Church or CTR and all the different yes. churches. I've certainly experienced myself by being a parent and and seeing the work that you guys do is that Yate, Chip and Zobri, that they kind of have the same pool of young people, children and families that they kind of jot around all the churches and really yes. enjoy that. So I think your mission to ensure that you're not just in silos, that you do get to benefit from God's work in all of our churches yes. is really working. Yes. Which is really good. Definitely. What's the future looking like then? What's the plan and what's the vision? What are you going to have on the on the on the plan for the next year? So I think our vision is to strengthen those relationships with each other as children and families workers as we meet regularly and to put on those events regularly for our children and youth to get together and to build relationships with each other to uh, strengthen the relationship in God's really. Really good, really exciting to see that happening and I'm very confident our listeners can pop onto any of the church's websites and see the stuff that you're doing. Uh, Rachel, I'll let you do crack on with your your drink. Thank you for talking to me. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Well, I hope you've enjoyed the content for this podcast. Before we leave, let's just celebrate some of the great stuff that is going to be happening within uh, the Froomside Benefice and, of course, Yay Parish. As you know, we are uh, very lucky to have 
newsletters and emails out from the rectors. Um, and it's worth just celebrating some of the stuff that we should look forward to. First one I'm going to mention, of course, is the Christmas Tree Festival that happens at St Mary's Church in Yate. Uh, this will happen on the 1st to the 9th of December. It's got a, a theme of the Christmas story this year uh, and is guaranteed to be an spectacular event uh, leading up to uh, us walking around and seeing around 40 decorated trees. You are invited, if you'd like to, to sponsor a tree. And more information about that is available in the magazine. It's also just worth recognising that the next thing I'd like to just promote is the Labyrinth 2023 um, this coincides with All Souls Day this year on the 29th of October and we are invited to not only just pray about it but also if you'd like to take part in um, placing a name of someone that you'd like remembered um, then the Labyrinth which is just outside St Mary's Church uh, in the open space that allows you to walk around and reflect on the ones that we've lost. Again, if you'd like to find more information about uh, the labyrinth, then please do again pop over to the newsletter. Of course, it isn't all just happening in Yate Parish. There's plenty going on within the Froomside Benefice. And the first thing I thought I'd like to just to promote to you all is the return of Only Men Allowed. Uh, it's on the 12th of October and it's going to be at the Globe at Frampton Cottrell. Uh, Speaker Reverend David Jones, or Father David Jones, as a lot of you know, uh, is speaking there. And it's uh, an opportunity for men to gather together and explore some of the issues that are appropriate to them. Um, this month, there we will have a two-course meal at the Globe and that will cost around £14. Uh, so if you'd like to come along and join uh, this Only Men's Allowed event, then please do reach out um, to Malcolm Strange, uh, who will be more than happy to take your interest. An exciting event that's happening very soon, and that is on the 14th of October, and it's called Folk at Church, and it's going to be held, it's going to be happening at St. Michael's Church um, at 7 p.m. Um, tickets are £10, and there's refreshments for sale uh, from pork rolls and pies, and there's also a bar which includes real ales and wine. What is there not to like there? Uh, if you're interested in coming along to this event, then please do uh, approach the Benefice Office. Um, or email the office and more information is available on our emails from the message from the rector. Um, another thing that's worth just uh, promoting and that is uh, a pause for thought be still and know that I am God and that's happening on Sunday the 15th of October at 4pm at St Michael's Church it's a really short reflective service using music poetry reading and silence followed by tea and cake. So there's a few things that's worth celebrating. More information is available about all of this uh, on the Froomside website. And you can also approach uh, Reverend Malcolm Strange and he will let you know more and even add you to his mailing list. So that's it for this month's episode. We will finish as we do occasionally with a prayer. I'm going to hand over to Malcolm and we, as we go through the mission area prayer. Father, Son and Holy Spirit, through your varying being you demonstrate to us the power of working together. We pray for both our benefice and our mission area as we seek to establish your kingdom here. Help us to understand the truth that we are a body of many parts 
and our dependence on one another to thrive. Give us grace to listen to our communities and to each other. Give us wisdom to seek the signs of your kingdom in our local community. Give us courage to step out in faith, making your son real to those we encounter. To the glory and praise of your name. Amen.